You're listening to Freedom Wranglers, and I'm Chanda. We're so excited about what God is doing and sharing the gospel and the freedom that comes within Christ. So why don't you saddle up, sit back, and wrangle in some freedom. What it is, what it is, my friend. How you doing? Well, it just feels like forever since I've seen you last. I know, right? We're like, <laughs> we're both running a million miles a minute. Yes. For the running, Lord. Running, but we're running for the Lord. Amen, we are. We, um, the weather is flipping here really fast. I don't know if it is there, but it's like getting nice and warm. And I was outside yeah. and I was like, oh, I feel the warmth on my body. I was like, I might have to go sit outside because it's just gorgeous this afternoon. 65 here in, nice. in this area, upper uh, uh, South Carolina, upstate. Upstate, yeah, upstate, up, up, up two states from me. So, yes, <laughs> not too far, but it's a drive, yeah. but it's a good drive because I is. get to see somebody that I love. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, um, Valentine's, how was your Valentine's? Because you know, okay. we did a whole thing on it last week. Okay, so yeah, um, I come home, open the door, and there's this big old fox sitting in my chair. Grrr. Yes, and I'm sitting here like, husband thinks I'm a fox. <laughs> yes, that's the best. I love and, it. Um, it. It's so funny because, you know, foxes, they'll eat chickens, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm sitting here like, well, I guess this is about as close as I'm going to get to having a, a pet fox because we don't need any of that around here. I'd be shooting them. <laughs> Did you not say, what does the fox say? Yes. <laughs> yeah, especially when Uriah came home from school, he oh, grabbed yeah. a hold of that thing. He goes, what does the fuck say? <laughs> he was just like going crazy with it because that's the song that he grew up with in his age group, you know? Yes. So, so it's just so funny. But yeah, that's, that's, and of course I made, it was Taco Tuesday for us. So I made an elegant uh, Taco Tuesday meal. We had a guest, a lot, Uriah's friend was with us and um, we've been ministering to him mm -hmm. and he was hanging out with us, having our little love love time and we gave him some little treats with little hearts and Uriah I gave Uriah uh, two little heart cards I made and one was you know your mama loves you but God loves you more and then I made a big one with you know of course John three sixteen on it and I you know put all the scripture on he read it out loud in front of everybody at the table and and uh you know I know it's a very common uh scripture but you know what it was very heartfelt for all of us just sitting here at the table, just soaking that God's love in, Jesus's love. So yeah, that, it was so sweet. It was a sweet time. How about you? What did you guys do? We, so my hubby was going out of town on Wednesday and he was like, look, it's going to be crazy busy on Tuesday. Let's go out Monday. So yeah. it's fine. So we went out to a really nice dinner and um, just spent time together because he travels so much. Yeah. And after that on uh, Tuesday, you know, he he did spoil me and he really didn't have to. He gave me a one of my favorite places. I love to go to Ulta. It's like a treat, you know, it's yeah, like yeah. my kind of candy store. So yeah. he gave me an Ulta gift card and brought me some yellow roses because I was born Aww. in Texas. I'm the yellow mm -hmm. rose of Texas. So, Aww, that's yeah, so sweet. that's sweet. little endearments. They just they just mean the world to us. I mean, it's just every day we should be loving each other and doing these things but it's just, just so nice to get these little endearments on oh absolutely and it makes you feel you know extra special and then even when he went out of town he's such a rascal he yeah. went and um 
I opened up my laptop at work yesterday and inside my laptop is this little note that's like, I love you and I miss you. And then I go and I'm making coffee last night because I prepare yeah. our coffee the night before and I open up my jar, which I keep my coffee in and he shoved another little note inside there. So I was just Aww. like, oh, that's so sweet. You know, that reminds me of like high school, you know, like when your little sweeties would like put little notes on your car mm-hmm. and, you know, you'd be at work and then their sweeties, the sweeties would come up, put their little love notes on your cars and love you and miss you exactly. and then they would make little napkins and they make roses did mm-hmm. you ever get those like they'll they'll take a napkin and put a rose and put it in front of you at the dinner yes. table yes or you'd get them shoved in your locker sometimes they kind of got stuck up in the you know grates that were there but yeah, yeah. all of those so it's yeah those always yes. they're nice little surprises yes. so sweet little kisses but um man there's so much going on that i think yeah for us we are kind of going to take a turn towards talking about revival because it can't be denied the revival that's taking place that started in Asbury, um, Kentucky on February the 8th at 10 a.m. is when it began Mm -hmm. uh, at, at the college there, the Wesleyan College, is spreading. And I think that that's what's just so phenomenal. And so many people are kind of like, Ooh, what's the recipe for revival? Well, you know, I can't say that there's a specific recipe for revival because every revival has started with one key element, but the rest of it is up to God. And so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what revival really means to us, what we're seeing take place there. Um, now, Jamie, I don't know if you know this, but I received a message today telling me that this revival has jumped off that campus. It's still going on, okay? Mm -hmm. Still going strong, but it has moved into Lee University in Tennessee. Tennessee. I saw that one. And now it's in Cedarville, Ohio, and Ohio Ohio. Christian University. So it's two colleges in Ohio. And guess what? In um, Oklahoma, they have gone ahead and they've already booked. There is a arena there that has, it holds 86,000 people, I believe it is. Just double check in this 86, text. 86,000 people. Yes. And they are planning for a youth type service. Yeah, there it is. So they've seen over 2000 students just during this time. Okay. Since February the 8th that have responded to Jesus on a bunch of secular campuses. They're not just at the Christian colleges that this is happening. Right. So then on Monday, they received word that the 86,000 seat football stadium at Oklahoma university has just been booked to hold a student led outreach. It's the students. Right. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I, and I think that is interesting and that the Lord is using, um, you know, cause this is the Lord's hand. There's no doubt in my mind that God is doing you know, the, the Holy spirit is just, is just pushing in and he's touching the lives of these young people that are just, you got to understand this generation and generation Z right now, this is the generation we're talking about that's in the colleges. And it's interesting how this generation has got so much technology right now. So there's a lot more opportunity to send. There's a lot more 
uh, things than what we had when we were growing up. Yeah. I mean, things are just very accessible mm-hmm. uh, to the mind. Yes. Yes. And I find it very interesting right now that this group is like enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm done. I'm undone. I surrender. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. This is so exciting to me. I am so excited that it's it's mind blowing. So I want to yes. go back because there's a couple of things that God's kind of been showing me, right? Jamie, you and I are Gen X, right? That's our generation. We're the Gen right. Xers. We're yeah. the ones that we're in our like 40s to 50s. We have been fighting for freedom because we saw the United States in a different place in our era. Okay. Yeah. Um, we fought for the right to go to the poll and pray. Mm-hmm. You know, see you at the poll started in our generation. Yes, it did. Because yes. prayer was removed out of the schools yes. just prior to us coming up. That's and right. so we said, no, we're going to meet our fellow Christians at the flagpole and we're going to pray. And I mean, I know when I went to Woodbridge High School with you, we would meet at the poll. And we would all gather around that pole and we would pray for our country. We would pray for the student body. And so that started with our generation. Fast forward, we're talking about Generation Z. Generation Z are our babies. That's our children. Our babies. Yes. So spiritually, we're looking at a spiritual generation, okay? Because God talks about the blessings, right? We we Uh talked about that a few weeks ago, the blessing from generation to generation. That's what we're seeing. This generation Z is our children. These are our babies. Our babies. But wait, they're the last generation, Jamie. Mm -hmm. They are generation Z. What is the last letter in our alphabet? C. Think mm-hmm. about it. I just want you listener to pause for a moment and mm-hmm. see the spiritual, what is taking place spiritually mm-hmm. in this. This is the last generation. Yep. They are yep. generation Z's. They are the ones that revival has started within them mm-hmm. and it will spread out, but it has started within them because why? Because their parents of Gen X stood at the pole and prayed for future generations. Yes. And generation Z ends at 2009. And who my baby Uriah is a Z. Both of mine. And and Josiah and Elijah. So when you think about that, our children are the Z generation. They are the last generation. And I believe they are the last generation before we see the coming of the Lord. Yes. And they are the ones that are going to be I'm the expected. lions. Yes. Amen. Oh, me too. Me too. So God's stirring something up in that generation. Like you just said that they're done. They're yes. done with what the world is telling them. And they're yes. saying, I want Jesus because this is the generation that the enemy has come after so hardcore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't have an identity. You're a, they, them, you're a pronoun. You're mm-hmm. not a female, you're not male, you can be transgender, you can be fluid. Oh, the confusion. Authority doesn't matter in your life, doesn't Mm. matter. But guess what? 
It does, and it matters to these students. And it started with what? It started at 10 a.m. in a chapel service that they have every Wednesday. Every Wednesday they do this. Mm -hmm. But somebody got up and they shared. They opened up their heart and they said, this is what I'm seeing that I've got to give up to God. And when they did that, and you said it, they surrendered. Mm -hmm. Boom, the floodgates opened because their hearts were before the Lord saying, we want more of you, God. Yes. And that is what we're crying out for across this nation, across this world. Yes. Yes. And and there were sermons, too, that they were preaching to mm -hmm. Roman. It was I think it was either Romans 12 or it was in Romans. Mm -hmm. And it it was just just it was about humbling ourselves before the lord so that's it right so when we recipe for revival starts in one place it starts when we humble ourselves before the lord and we begin to pray yes and we begin to turn from our wicked ways yes then he's going to come in like a flood. And that's what he's doing. So the word revival, I just want to give you guys the definition because I think when we understand the root of a word, then it helps us really comprehend it. You know, the word revival means an improvement in the condition or strength of something. And um, when we look at that, whoa, okay. But it also means to awaken, to revive, to make alive. Yes. And so that is what is taking place. That is what we're seeing. I encourage you this, though. Don't sit there and think, wow, that's happening there. That's so cool. Um, I just need to go there. No, no. Yes, you need to see that and say, here. I'm going to do it here. I'm going to pray right here. I'm going to humble myself before the Lord right here in my own That's house. Because revival right. starts within you. Yes. And the flame goes out from there. That's right. So it's exciting what we're seeing. It's encouraging what we're seeing. Mm -hmm. But spiritually, I know in my heart, this is the generation. This is it. And I believe that we are going to see God return through this generation. And they're the last ones who have this opportunity to tell others about Jesus. You know, we can do this, but, but this generation is important to God. They're very yeah. important to him. Yeah. Um, you know, so one of the things I read this quote, and it is such a powerful quote by uh, George Campbell Morgan. And it says this, we cannot organize revival. Listen, right. folks, think yeah. about it. You cannot organize revival. So if a church says we're having revival services and they announce it out two months in advance, we're having revival services next two weeks. That's not revival because mm -hmm. That's evangelism. And right. the church is mixing up the two and we've given it the wrong label. Okay. Mm -hmm. And evangelism mm -hmm. is, is what it's all about because we want people to get come to Christ. There's nothing wrong with evangelism. And you know what I think is interesting that you brought that up. You you've have experienced that throughout your life. I mean, you're a PK. I yeah. mean, you're a preacher's kid. You grew up in this environment. Me, uh, my daddy was a deacon in a Baptist mm -hmm. church. 
Mm -hmm. Uh, So I saw a lot of things growing up as well. And also our generation, it's interesting too. And I'm just going to, and I'll end with this, but I think it's interesting about our generation is that's when our God is an awesome God came out, the music, Mm -hmm. um, there was a centrifuge, all these different Christian camps that were just so on fire. We would just go to these things together in a Christian Mm t-shirt. Oh my goodness. That's what actually me and you connected with. We were both wearing, yeah, you were wearing a Christian t-shirt and I had Christian t-shirts and I was like, oh, look, she's got a Christian (laughs) t-shirt on. She's like me. (laughs) Exactly. Christian for Christ. (laughs) That's it. That's it. And uh, it is, it's the boldness and you, you get connected with others in Christ just by literally bearing your witness on your clothes, you know? So a lot of people do that, but, but we were also living it in our lives. You know, we we were were living and breathing and, you know, it wasn't just a t-shirt. It was, I mean, and it was very, in in those days, I mean, it was people that really like people wearing t-shirts like that. Back you were kind of, you were considered a prude. That's the word back then. You were approved. Mm-hmm. Well, approved. even administration in the schools would come down pretty hard on you if you wore a shirt that they viewed as offensive. And I am a, I can attest to that. I did get in school suspension because of it, mm-hmm. because I wore a pro-life shirt and it offended an administrator and they didn't like it. And, um, but I wasn't willing to turn my shirt inside out. See right now people think, cause we have social media, people think that this persecution is new. It's not new. I just didn't have social media back then. We you didn't know? have social media. We went to the same school. Y'all we went to the same exact high school. Yeah. <laughs> by yeah. the way, <laughs> So we didn't have that. We had passed yeah. the note and tell somebody about it, or yeah. you would call your friends and be like, look what happened. Like yeah. da, 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 da. And but- me and Chanda always passed notes to each each other. So just so you know, she still has a note that I gave her a poem. So (laughs) typing class, it was always great practice, but, um, you know, so we were being persecuted back then. I was one that was persecuted for the shirt that I wore that offended somebody. And, you know, um, my freedom of speech was being challenged. What we're dealing with today is nothing new. It's just more publicized because of social media. Yeah, everything is much more publicized. And I think the pressure for our our Gen Z people Mm -hmm. have been, our young people have have really been feeling that. They've been feeling that pressure of social media. They've been feeling this pressure of of not, you know, getting enough likes on their page. And just, it's devastating for them. Now us, it's like, I can give it, I don't care. You don't like my stuff, fine. All right. I'll just move on. I got other things to do. <laughs> it doesn't validate you know, me. It but doesn't. to them, it's but a validation. We don't, have to, we don't have to face them in school either, right? That's right. That's so. right. And, you know, you, you add into cyberbullying and all these things. Hey, man, I was bullied. It wasn't cyberbullying. It was a different kind of bullying. It was face-to-face bullying, you know? Right. So things are very different for our kids yes. than they were for us is what I'm getting at. But um, yeah, we lived in a time where, you know, Carmen released songs. I was just thinking about him. <laughs> <laughs> he, re- he released a song, you know, God's yeah. got an army, yeah. not afraid to fight soldiers oh, of the cross. You know, you he's know? up there in heaven like, yeah, look at that. That was big. <laughs> so we were exposed to what is the darkness of the enemy, the dragon, whatever you want to call him. And what is the light? We knew the difference between 
darkness and light. The church at that time was not afraid to say, hey, Satanism is real. And you don't need to be messing with that. There's a cult out there. There are people that worship the devil. There are people that want to see babies murdered, so on and so forth. There was a group of Christians that were not afraid to talk about that. Fast forward to 2023, and we have pastors that are not willing to talk about this. But listen, it's all good because just like Jesus, Jesus walked into the temple and what did he do? He cleaned the temple up. Because it had turned into this place of being about money and being about he's going to that's happening. The church is going to get cleaned up and those people are going to be dealt with. God will deal with them. okay? just like Jesus. But then he cleaned up the house and it became a house of prayer. And that's where things went forward there. So, you know, that's what we need. We need the house Mm -hmm. of prayer. But let me finish this quote real quick because we got off topic, but I think it was important (laughs) what we were saying because it's value. Yes. It's value, you know. We cannot organize revival, but we can set our sails to catch the wind from heaven when God chooses to blow upon his people once again. Ooh, mm-hmm. where is your sail? Is your mm-hmm. sail up? Are you ready to catch the wind from heaven? Mm-hmm. Ooh, I got goosebumps mm-hmm. all over yep. right now because I'm ready for the wind yes. of heaven. Yes. And yes. Um, I'm fasting and praying right now. And I'm not, I know the Bible says, you know, don't talk about that. I'm telling you this because I believe that others need to understand that it's okay to fast and pray. Mm-hmm. Um, and that there is benefit in fasting and praying. And why do we do it? Right. Yeah. There's there's so, a purpose. Yes. I am willing to forego the gratification of food in my body right now to spend time with the Lord. And when I get hungry or I feel that I just pray and I read my Bible and I say, you feed me, God, I don't need that bread that man offers. I want the bread of life. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of, he sustains you. That's it. Exactly. And it's biblical to fast. You can go in through the Bible. They fast the old Testament and new Testament multiple times, you know, Jesus fasted. So I'm fasting and I'm praying. And yesterday I was at work. I work as an administrator for our church and I grabbed a bottle of water. I had some downtime and I said, I'm going to walk this property because we've got four acres there. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been praying for revival, not just in my life, but in the church. And I just walked in, I started praying and I, there's some beautiful trees on our property that provide some great shade. And I went and I sat underneath one of them because it was just a glorious day. And I put on worship music on my phone and I just sat there in the quiet. And this breeze just kept coming across me. Yeah. And I was like, man, that is so nice. And then the Holy Spirit whispered to me. He said, do you feel that? You feel that fresh, cool breeze? He said, that's what it's going to be like. Get ready. Because I'm bringing a fresh wind from heaven. And I just sat there and I was like, come on, Lord. I'm ready. Bring your fresh wind. And we have to be patient for that. Mm -hmm patiently waiting in anticipation. I know that it almost sounds like an oxymoron, anticipation and patient, but it goes together because we are waiting for him. And we are 
we know that he's going to come because he he's never done us wrong. We, we know that if we wait on him, all good things will come. Mm-hmm. So we can wait on the Lord and he is that Holy spirit will come just like you were talking about. You can't see the, you cannot see the actual wind. I mean, you can see like the, it hitting the, the trees and stuff. Yeah. The effects of the wind. You, you see, see that the effect. effects, yeah. but you can't actually see where it's coming from. Like you're saying, and that is how the Holy spirit works. You can't conjure it up. Mm-mm. You can't Mm-mm. make it happen. No, I'm no. sorry. <laughs> that is, it's called quenching the spirit. When you do that, I'm mm-hmm. <laughs> So, well, when you, when you try and make things happen in your own physical being, you know, in your own power, it's going to fail. So here's the thing that I'm noticing at this revival is taking place. There's no big band. Mm -mm. There's no smoke machine. There's no fancy lights, no special lighting. There is nothing flashy about what is taking place. And that's how you know it's God. And it's not man creating it because man can create emotions. Listen. Oh yeah. The secular world writes songs that create emotions in us. And yes. Oh gosh. I feel that you can get goosebumps. They call it songs. soulful music. You know, yeah, soulful. Yeah. yeah. You know, and um, so I, but in God's presence. Oh, it doesn't matter if you have a good voice or not. No, it doesn't. God is there. You will feel his presence. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're experiencing that there. I know that we have been praying for this. We've been asking God, bring revival, bring revival. We want to see it, Lord. I do not think it is a coincidence Mm -hmm. that on the 25th of February, the movie Jesus Revival is getting ready to be released and we're seeing it taking place. And where did it start? It started. And that's, this is our parents' generation. That is they our parents. Yes. They revival. sure enough did. Oh, so yeah. my yeah. dad is so excited because yeah. he said, I got back from Panama in 1970. And that's the revival that I got a hold of, Jonda. He said yeah. that there Maranatha music came from that revival. So it, if you get a chance to go see the movie, go on. I'm getting my tickets this weekend because yeah. it's next week. I'm so out. curious to know. I've been investigating um, like to see if Keith Green was. I know he was somewhat a part of this too, Keith Green, because it was around that Yeah, time. I don't know if he was there with Maranatha or not because he yeah. did record his stuff separately. Yeah. Um, I would, it would be interesting to do some research. He did the it. last day's ministry. Yes. That yes. was Keith Green. Now he yeah. did die early, mm-hmm. but he, if you guys don't know Keith Green, he's known for the song, um, hear the bells ringing, the singing, the Easter song, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that song he's known yeah, a lot of people know him of that song, but we know him as many other songs. Oh, yeah. And Oh, Lord, You're Beautiful. That yeah. song has been sung in churches, you know, since he wrote it. And um, it's such a simple chorus, but it is so powerful. To, here's the thing about Keith Green's music. If you've never listened to him, go look him up on, you know, iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, whatever. Start listening to his music because his music is timeless. It, is. Uh, it crosses generations, yes. you know, so yes. um, and he may have very well been a part of that. I knew that yeah. he was, you know, out on the West Coast there. Yeah. So mm-hmm. but God is moving in multiple ways and multiple faceted ways. Mm-hmm. 
So you're saying, this is great. Let me pack up and I'll just go to one of these places. And I say, pump the brakes. Think about where you're at in your community. And why not pray for revival there? Because God will bring revival where people are willing to submit to him and not have their own agenda. See, one of our challenges, and we've talked about this, Jamie, is that we have a lot of pastors that are quenching the Holy Spirit. They are disregarding the Holy Spirit and they're like, I'm in charge. I have an agenda. We have an order of service and we're sticking to it because um, we got to have everybody out by 1155 so they can make it to the Golden Corral on time and beat the crowd. What was it? Ryan's? Ryan's was Ryan's growing up. If you want to, or old country buffet up in Woodbridge, you know, that was one that we would go to and smoky bones. uh Oh yeah. And so, you know, we say that in jest, but it's truth. Let's just, let's take it to a more serious note. That is exactly what is taking place in the church of America. We're going to do our two songs. We're going to say a prayer. We're going to sing another song. Then we're going to have the pastor come up. He'll do his 20 minute word. We'll have a quick altar call. We'll sing an outro song and boom. Good day. See y'all later, Gita. And that's it. And people feel that, oh, well, that's it. I've had my church for the week and I don't need to pick up the word of God at all. Monday through Saturday. No, I'm good. And you know what else? Like what if, what if a lot of people, for instance, right? And what if they felt the the pushing of the Holy Spirit on their on their heart while a song is playing, and they decide they want to go down in the middle of a song? Oh, that would just be out of order, wouldn't it? Because it it has to be after the preacher preaches. That is how a lot of the churches do it. Yeah, because there's the order and don't disrupt the order. But listen, our God is not held to time and space and man's restrictions. And he will not fit into the box that we call Christianity. Our God is so much bigger and he's got so much more he wants to give to us, to share with us, to expose us to Because in the Bible, Jesus told us, you're going to do greater things than I ever did. Mm -hmm. What you see right now, that's just the tip of the iceberg. But when you do it, it's going to be greater. How could it be any greater? Yeah. I can't wait to see. (laughs) I know, right? Me too. I just just don't want people in a body of, of Christ to ever feel the quenching of that spirit. They feel so light. It's the Holy Spirit, not some weird emotion, you know, some weirdness, but just pure surrender in their hearts. And they just need the prayer. It could be a person sitting right next to you, right? You don't, you know, you don't have to go down to the altar. You could just be sitting right next to somebody and you just have this burden and it might be during a song and you just go to that person next to you. Can you pray for me? I need an intercessor. I am struggling so much. And I just pray, my prayer is that people aren't quenching the spirit, you know? And unfortunately, there are people that are quenching Holy Spirit. They disregard Holy Spirit because they don't understand. It scares them. Mm -hmm. There's a fear there. 
Mm -hmm. because a lot of people shy away from something they don't understand mm -hmm. and they can't explain it in their theology. This isn't in my theology book. I didn't learn this in seminary, so I can't, no, it can't be real. Yeah. But let me tell yeah. you, if you look in Acts 2, it was real. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit's a person. Yes. Holy Spirit it's is a, a person. Per he is a person. Mm -hmm. He can be lied to. We know that with Ananias and Sapphira. Remember when they were being, when the Holy Spirit was lied to, we know that with um, just being grieved. I mean, it's a characteristics of a person. He is Holy a, the Holy Spirit is the characteristics of a person. That's in Romans. Romans 15 talks a lot about that. It does. Let me tell you this. I think this is maybe an even easier way for people to understand it. Um, Jesus told the disciples, I won't be with you for much longer. Don't worry. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And I'm sending another. When Jesus died, this is an easy way to try and understand this. It was his spirit that was left with us. Okay. That's right. So that's right. Jesus descended. He, that's right. He went into heaven and he sits at the right hand of the father. But he left his spirit, Holy Spirit here to be the comforter, to be our God. And Holy Spirit does, like you said, he intercesses on our behalf. He prays for us. When we pray, he prays for us. He goes to the father. On our we behalf. don't know how to pray. That's right. That's right. <laughs> we so, with groanings does the Holy Spirit speak. Exactly. Exactly. And it so, always acknowledges Jesus Christ. Always. The Holy Spirit always acknowledges Jesus Christ, always gives him the glory. It does. He always gives Jesus the glory. And that's where a lot of men, men don't always give God the glory. They're willing to take it themselves. That's right. When you look in the book of Acts, you look at the upper room in the first chapter and, you know, that's where they were meeting. And they were there and it was Acts 15 says, and at this time, Peter stood up in the midst of the brethren, a gathering of about 120 persons were there. And he said, brethren, the scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit foretold by the mouth of David. Now, Holy Spirit's all talked about in the Old Testament. He's not some new character that shows up in the New Testament. Right. So I want everybody to be aware of that. Mm -hmm. And so then it proceeds to say, he came a guide for those who arrested Jesus, for he was accounted among us and received his portion in the ministry. You fast forward and you get on down here to chapter two, and it says, and when the day of Pentecost had come, now Pentecost was actually a festival that they already had in place. It was already there. This wasn't something new. They were preparing for Pentecost. That's one of their festivals. And again, it talks about it in the Old Testament. Moses talks about Pentecost. And the day of Pentecost had come and they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a noise like a violent rushing wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them tongues as of fire, distributing themselves. And they rested on each one of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit was giving them utterance. So that other people could understand That's right. in the audience, because there were so many types of people, and they understood 
what was being said if that's that is the that is the epitome of the glory of god that is just power from on high that's right because it goes on to talk about that it talks about how like there's these people and they're like wait a second how are you speaking my language you know and and it says that they were bewildered and other people are they drunk (laughs) that's right other people like hey they're drunk they're full of the sweet wine but peter was like hold on a second we're not drunk and he proceeds to talk about that he says, for these men are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken of through the prophet Joel. And it shall be in the last days. God says that I will pour forth my spirit upon all mankind and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams, even upon my bond slaves, both men and women. I will in those days pour forth of my spirit and they shall prophesy. And man, that is what happened when the Holy Spirit. The 120. Yeah. And and it went from there and everything Mm -hmm. started to change. And so that same Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit that resides with us today. Yes. There's nothing saying that that those things that happened in the New Testament, the prophecies, the visions, the healings, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I haven't read in my Bible that it's not possible today. I don't know about you. I know what's possible is what the Holy Spirit has done in my life. Mm-hmm. I am not the same person that I used to be. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And he has transformed my life. And that's only the power of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the only one that can transform your life and, and to, um, sanctify. That's the word I'm looking for. Sanctify my soul so that there's more of him and less of me. And I'm still a work in progress. We all are, Mm. we're all a work in progress, but that is the outflowing of the Holy spirit. And that's what we want to share with everybody on this podcast. We want you to experience the communion with the Lord. Absolutely. We want people to be drawn to him. You know, he was crucified on a cross up where everybody could see. And now our goal is to continue to keep him lifted high, not on that cross, but to lift the name of Jesus high and make it known throughout the world. That's why I am so impressed and I get teary when I see it, those commercials that are out right now, the He Gets Us commercials, they're on billboards, they were in the Super Bowl, and it's about Jesus. And all they're doing is saying, he's the way, he's the truth, he's the life, you know? And and so he even, I was reading in John today, he's the bread of life. We don't need to have regular bread. I mean, okay, our physical bodies need that to sustain us, but he sustains us eternally. Yeah. I want that bread. I want the bread of life. Yes. So revival starts in, in, through prayer. Revival starts with repentance and saying to the Lord, here I am. I lay all the things that I have done, my will. My mind, my emotions, they belong to you. Have your will, have your way in my life, God. And when we do that through prayer, 
through fasting. He hears us because he wants to answer our prayers. That's, that's right. Why he showed Amen. up. He heard yes. the prayers of those students and that's why he has unleashed his glory there. And it is, a, it is spreading. So here's what I would say. In my opinion, revival has started. It's not in Jacksonville, Florida yet, but it started. It's coming. It might not be in South Carolina yet, but it's coming. See, yes. the wave of the Holy Spirit is coming and it is going to cover this nation because I believe we are in the last days. Me too. So yeah. something that I also feel is so important, and I shared this with you earlier this week, is I'm reading Leviticus. And it can be a hard read, guys. I don't know if you've ever read Leviticus, but boy, howdy, it's a lot of rules. It's a mm -hmm. lot of guidelines. It's the law. This is what the children of Israel were given is the law. But I was reading about the priests and in Leviticus 6, 12, it says, meanwhile, the fire on the altar must be kept burning. It must never go out. Each morning, the priest will add fresh wood to the fire and arrange the burnt offering on it. He will then burn the fat of the peace offering on it. Remember, the fire must be kept burning on the altar at all times. It must never go out. Yes. Man, I highlighted that. And I thought this is powerful. Yes, it must never go out. Yes. Yes. Holy Spirit. That is not just about burning a sacrifice and keeping that fire going. Okay. That's, that's what they were doing. But to me, that's about keeping the embers of my heart, the flame that was lit 40 years ago, as a six-year-old little girl who wanted to follow Jesus, there was something lit in me. I must feed the fire. How do mm -hmm. I feed the fire? I feed the fire of serving the Lord. I feed the fire of my faith in Christ by reading the word of God and by praying, Pray. worshiping. Prayer. That Amen. is how yes. I do it. So that fire, the wood to me, it's just like reading the word of God. I'm feeding that fire. And it says, I got to do it every day and never let it go out. That's right. That's right. And I, and I think of the faith of the mustard seed. I'm thinking yeah. of that. And I'm thinking about how we're thinking it. you know, we're, we're looking at this, this revival over in Asbury. And we see that these, it started with just a few people. And then we talk about the, the Pentecost where it started with 120 people in Pentecost. And then we even go as far back when Jesus was feeding the 5,000. It had started off with seven loaves of bread, seven mm -hmm. loaves of bread and a few small fish. And what did he do? He multiplied it. And that's, that's what right. he does. He was, he, he had the Holy spirit manifesting in him, the son of God in that moment and just boom, explode. And I just don't see that ending at Pentecost. No, I just see it. Just the embers, like you're talking about are just, they're just, they're getting blown on by the Holy Spirit. The fires is, and now it's spreading. Like you're saying, it's not only in Asbury, it's, a, it's, it's hitting other colleges and even non-Christian colleges now. That's it. That's it. The fire, the flames of the fire are being lit up because Jesus even said in Matthew 24, 12, sin will be rampant everywhere. And the love of many will grow cold. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So there are going to be people that are cold. We've seen it in our society already, right? right. Mm-hmm. But that shouldn't be us, that we should keep it hot, keep it hot, keep the flame right. going. Keep the flame and, going. And if you know anything about a fire, right? So let's Soaking just, it. yeah. And, and here's the thing, if you, so the embers of a fire are hotter, the coals of a fire are hotter than actually when that wood is lit. It's the coals. Mm -hmm. And so that's called the blue flame, the blue blue flame. flame? Yeah. (laughs) You can pick up a piece of that blue flame and you can go over to your neighbor's house and you can start another fire with just Mm -hmm. that one coal. Mm -hmm. So don't you dare tell me that as the fan, that the flames of revival are being fanned, that the embers aren't getting picked up and carried to other locations. Mm-hmm. It's a wildfire. It's a wildfire. That's it. So the hotter yeah. the coals, you start passing those coals around and watch yeah. out. And there's going to be people out there that want to take that fire out because that's the last thing. Remember, Carmen would talk about that. He don't, oh, yeah. Satan don't want no revival in the land. He doesn't. He does not want <laughs> revival in the land. He, he wants to quench it. the spirit. That's it. And And here, you know, I am seeing other Christians that I really thought would be G'd up about what's going on. And they're like, oh, that's neat. That's cool. And I'm like, cool. This is amazing. This, this is God. I this mean, is our babies right this, here. Yes. And they're like, okie dokie. They're not, they're not excited. They're not impressed. And you know why? Yeah. Because their love's grown cold. Yeah. Their love for the Lord has grown cold. Yeah. That's what very, Jesus and they, they feel about. like they can't control it. So if I can't control this, if this is some crazy snake oil stuff, mm. they think it's some otherworldly weird stuff. Like they think it's just not of God. You know what That's I'm right. saying? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's and crazy. It's like you discern, you know, read your Bible, discern what's happening. That that's exactly it. And you have to have your eyes open. Like the thing is, so Asbury was on Fox with Tucker Carlson last night. They had the, I didn't see that. I didn't see that. I'll send you the video. Yeah, you have so, to send me that. It's amazing guys. Like, so the, the head of the student body, the president of the student body was interviewed by him and they showed clips of what's taking place. And here's what he said. He goes, the news isn't picking up on this. He said, it's actually being publicized through what? TikTok, through social media. Yeah, it's all over TikTok. <laughs> it's all over there. But that's okay, because God can use anything for yeah. his glory. And it's a Chinese-owned app, too, so the government can't control TikTok. That's right. <laughs> that's that's right. interesting, you know, to think that okay well they can't control the our government cannot control what's going on with tiktok but yet god is using tiktok mm-hmm. that is owned mm-hmm. by a communist group that yeah. would never allow this type of stuff to spread in their country that's right they wouldn't know because christianity you go to prison for that for christianity and um, persecuted there very persecuted and I believe there will come a time where Christians will be persecuted all across the world. But where are you going to stand? 
when that time comes, if the rapture hadn't happened, which I believe I'm a, I'm a pre-tribulation believer. Okay. That means Mm -hmm. I believe that I'm not going to experience the trials and the tribulations that are going to come after the rapture. I believe a rapture. Yeah. And so, but prior to that, we may face some questions. Mm -hmm. Where are you going to stand? Are you going to fall for whatever the enemy has? Or are you going to stand for Jesus? You know, isn't that and, called the great fallen away? The great it, fallen away is supposed to take place. Is that, yes. that is during that's before we get raptured, right? That's yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and that's the, the stuff when, when we look at that, I just think it breaks my heart. Yeah, I know. It breaks my heart too. I don't want to see anybody, nobody miss out on the greatest opportunity of eternity with Jesus. And so we have a duty to tell others about Christ. We have a duty to pray for them and pray for revival because through revival, we will see souls saved. That's That's what it is. And intercede mamas for your babies. Intercede for them. You are their mama for a reason. And daddies too. Yep. Daddies too. And, and that is why I take it so seriously that I'm praying and I'm fasting. Yeah. I'm praying for those that are wayward in my family. I'm praying for prodigals. I'm praying Me for too. my church. You Me need too. to pray for your pastors, gang. That's I'm right. telling pray you, for them. if your pastor is not fired up for the Lord, if they're not hearing from Holy Spirit, if they're not being obedient and getting out of the way of what God wants to do. Don't walk away necessarily from that church. Start praying for your pastor. Pray that God invades their space because prayer changes things. That's right. And the Lord knows who's are his. He knows who's are his. And we have, we have the authority of being God's children to go to the throne room and pray. Absolutely. We have the authority. We We got the blood of Christ on us and we could go to the throne room. I, I go to the, now when I go to the Lord of prayer, and this is me personally, I go and I get on my knees in my bedroom and I have the covers over my head because I want to make it as holy as possible because he is a holy God. And we, we are able to go to the throne room of God and speak our hearts and just let it all out. Mm. And he hears you and that's communion. You know, the Lord is talking to you because it backs it up with scripture you know the word and he'll speak to you with the word and it's a confirmation and you know it's him speaking to you mm-hmm. that's exactly right he wants you know you to have communion with him he does he totally does and you know there's uh we just started at our church a uh, new beginners class and we anticipated 12 to 14 people showing up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's great 25 people showed up that's wonderful glory to god so people are hungry and then you know what another six people walked up and said i'll be there on next sunday i want to be a part of this so now this class has gone from like 12 to 14 to it has doubled and we're sitting here with like 30 people and we don't have room for them what a wonderful problem to have a wonderful problem to have girl it shows the hunger of people that they want more of god they're hungry for him and it's just like jesus with the woman at the well 
He has the water. He's the living water that you will thirst no more. He is the bread of light that you will not be hungry. He satisfies you. Are we willing to lay down the things of our flesh? Are we willing to lay down our desires? Are we willing to set aside time, turn off the TV, Mm -hmm. turn on the praise music and get on our faces before the Lord? Are you willing to do that? To see Mm -hmm. revival in your life, to see a change take place. There is a song we sing at our church and it says, I'm praying God come and turn this thing around. Yes. Please. Turn it around. Turn it around, Lord. Oh, mm. I'm praying for that in many different areas of people's yes. lives. God, turn it around. And so Jamie and I do refer to music a lot because we sing and because music speaks to us. And we talked about Keith Green and the song, Oh Lord, You're Beautiful is just, it's probably one of my all-time favorite songs. Mine too. I love it. And I'm going to read the lyrics because I will not be able to sing them because I will probably cry but I want to go ahead and share this because these lyrics are pure. They're from a heart's desire. And this is my heart's desire. Mm -hmm. And when I sing this song, I do tend to sing it when I am in a place where I just want to be so close to God Mm -hmm. and I want him to know I want to be close to him. Mm -hmm. So it says, Oh Lord, you're beautiful. Your face is all I seek for when your eyes are on this child, your Mm -hmm. grace abounds Mm -hmm. in me. I want to take your word and shine it all around, but first help me just to live it. And when I'm doing well, help me never to seek a crown for my reward is giving glory to you. Oh, yes. And the second verse is this. Oh, Lord, please light the fire that once burned bright and clear. Replace the lamp of my first love. That burns with holy fear. That is my heart's desire. Yes. Father, don't let that fire ever burn out. No. Because if my fire is blazing, others are going to see it. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it makes taking his word to everybody else that much easier because Mm -hmm. I'll have a bright and shining flame within me. That's right. So revival is here, guys. Mm -hmm. It might not be in your home yet. It might not be in your city yet, but it's here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I encourage you from my heart to yours, I encourage you set time aside and begin to pray and seek his face and start with yourself because that's that's where it starts. Amen, sister. I'm right on board with you. It is where it starts. It's with you and the Lord and you being, you're made righteous through him by the blood of Christ. So therefore you could go to the throne room and you can talk to him about anything. And he will reveal things to you. The Holy Spirit will just reveal it. And that's that communion. And you can have it. Yeah. And we could pray for you with that. If you're struggling with anything, if you have a prayer request, 
If you have an urgency in your life where you feel, I just want that. I want communion. We can pray with you. You can email. We have an email address. We have that. We'll have that on here for you to see. And we will, we will contact you. We love you. That's right. We do. We do. We care for you. And if you don't know Jesus, I'm just going to give you the opportunity to accept him right now into your life, into your heart. And I'm just going to pray a prayer. It's simple. If you believe that Jesus is the Lord of Lords and you want him to come into your heart and to change your life, then we're just going to pray this prayer together. So Heavenly Father, I thank you for whoever's listening right now. And I thank you for the opportunity to come to you and to confess that there are people that don't know you, but they want to know you. So if you repeat these words after me, dear Lord Jesus, I confess that I am a sinner. And I believe that Jesus is the son of God and that he died on the cross for my sins. And I ask Jesus that you will come into my heart and you will cleanse me from all of my sins, and that I will have eternity with you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 If you prayed that prayer with us today, welcome to the family yes. of Christ. <laughs> and all aboard. That's it. And here's <laughs> the thing. You probably don't even know this, but there are angels in heaven that are rejoicing and celebrating because of you, because you said yes to Jesus. See, they celebrate because they can't do that. Yeah. They can't ask Jesus into their hearts. Mm -hmm. And so they celebrate, they rejoice. There is a party Mm -hmm. going on in heaven because of you, because of that one person that chose Christ today. That's right. If you did choose Jesus today and you prayed that prayer or you recommitted your life to the Lord, Mm -hmm. please email us or message us. So we are, our email is freedomwranglers at gmail.com. Or if you want to find us on social media, I am gospel underscore Jane on Instagram. Mm -hmm. You can also find me Chanda Goodman on Facebook. You can find Jamie. She is chicken wrangler 76. Yep. 76. Yeah, I'm a Gen X. Gen X. (laughs) (laughs) So we are out there on social media. We're also on TikTok and we are the same. I'm the same on TikTok. I am gospel underscore Jane on TikTok and she is chicken wrangler 76 on TikTok as well. Find us, message us. We want to connect with you. We want to share in your your salvation. We want to just praise God with you. Amen. Amen. That's what we want to do. So revival's here. Yes, Let's start is. to usher it in, in our homes and in our cities, yes. because he is the God of my city. I know he's the God mm-hmm. of your city, Jamie. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, I claim God is in control over Jacksonville, yes. Florida. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I am speaking that because I know he is, he yeah. loves the city. He wants to see the people saved. Yeah. And I have, we have a faith. We have the faith that moves mountains. If you have the Holy Spirit in you, you have that faith too. And you just, some people just don't realize that power resides Mm -hmm. and it's in there. You just, it can move mountains. I promise. 
Sure can. So if you just accepted Jesus or you recommitted your life to him, you got to go tell somebody, tell us and tell somebody else. I don't care if you do it on social media. I don't care if you call your grandma, your grandpa, your mama, whoever it is, you got to tell at least three people today that you accepted Jesus Christ. And then you need to get plugged into a body, get plugged into a church, a local church where you can grow and get baptized. Yes. Yes. Celebrate you celebrate, celebrate. That's it. That's it. All right, guys, be empowered. Have a great rest of your day. We love you and we're praying for you. We love you. You have been listening to Freedom Wranglers. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. We hope that this has encouraged you, challenged you, and empowered you to wrangle in the freedom that you can find in knowing Jesus Christ. Have a great week. That music right there is by Shane Ivers. It's called Later Gator. If you like that, you can find that at Silverman Sounds.